0: Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go-Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, House of Secrets number 79. Cover date, July-August, 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist Jack Sparling, edited by Jack Schiff. Featuring Prince Ramand and and Eclipso in The Master of Yesterday and Tomorrow. Written by Bob Haney, art by Jack Sparling and Bernard Bailey. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we (laughs) go-go! Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new day. Eclipso steals the circlet of Circe from playboy Whitney Hargrave. When combined with the lost Gorgas ring, Eclipso gains the power to predict the future. Bruce Gordon and Hargave's friend, Prince Rahman, track Eclipso, but the villain's new power proves to be trouble for them. Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain Everything. for the delicious homemade Café Mocha. You're welcome. Uh, Remember that Café Mocha we had on the Champs-Elysees and that waiter, (laughs) Jean-Luc? You have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I've never been on the Champs-Elysees. General Foods International Coffees used to have a commercial with two women sitting around drinking. Oh my God, Do do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Remember that delicious Café Mocha we had at the banks of the Champs-Élysées? And that waiter, Jean-Luc!
1: <laughs> yes, I do now um, remember that, my yes. My
0: grandmother and her sister, Aunt Sue, enjoyed General Foods International coffees. Yes. But they liked Café Vienna, which was uh, orange-flavored, orange, orange. Okay. I think.
1: It's funny that you mentioned General Foods International coffees, because as I was making our Café Mocha for mm-hmm. us... Um, I was thinking about General Foods International Coffee. Who doesn't? It's, it's just funny that you mentioned that. I didn't say a thing about it but, um, when I brought it to you, but was,
0: yeah. Um, and my grandmother always would ask a guest when they entered her home, would you like a hot drink? Really? By which she meant General Foods International Coffee. Of course, I was too young for General Foods International Coffee because it had caffeine in it. So she would make me pearl tea. Which is? Uh, uh, milk. Milk with hot water and sugar. And sugar, okay. Yeah. Delicious, delicious. It's funny. Um, well, we always
1: refer to uh, to your grandmother as Mrs. White. Yes. So, I would. I, that's the second time in three days that we've referred to Mrs. White. Is it? Yes. Do you remember I made
0: the the Hawaiian curtain, <gasps> yes. the cafe curtain in our bathroom? Listen, everybody, we've got a Hawaii themed bathroom, and the final touch yes, was bathroom the curtain. Yes. Um, a little we, cafe
1: curtain at the top, you know, the top half of the window, which we purchased the material for years two ago. years ago when we moved here. And I just, with the new year,
0: I said, you know, I'm just going to make that curtain. So I sewed it, rid it right up. Fascinating podcast content. <laughs> it's what everyone is here for. <laughs> yes. Hey, Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New it's Year. It's pouring down rain. So that's probably great portent for the year ahead. Oh, it's dreadful. And speaking of the future, House of Secrets number seventy nine, featuring a hero and villain in one man, and Prince Rawman, Mind Master, and because we asked for it, another double-barreled book-length novel featuring both characters in one story. Did they?
1: Did they ask for it?
0: Yes. Okay. Although, if you read the letters page in this issue, most people are like, "Yeah, that's fine, but don't do it too often." Can Prince Rawman match? The awesome new powers of Eclipso, master of yesterday and tomorrow, exclamation point, question mark. Read on and find out. I will. Don't think I won't. Um, Yes, the readers in the letter column applaud a recent team-up of Prince Romand and Eclipso and then said, just don't do it too often. Which they won't because uh, in one more issue, issue 80, will be the final issue of House of Secrets featuring oh, these two characters really and the final issue of House of Secrets until 1969 when it returns as a horror anthology famously introducing the character of Swamp Thing in issue 92 my goodness mm-hmm. so
1: it doesn't disappear for that long because we're not
0: forever no because we're
1: we're doing uh, february 1966 to august, august 1967, 1967 and, and you said that it'll come back in 1968 69 69 okay so it's
0: 2 years yeah, yeah. um so Eclipso, hero and villain and one man. As you recall, Dr. Bruce Gordon was a uh, solar scientist of some sort, and he was visiting the South American country of something, El Diablo, I'm just going to say off the top of my head. And he uh, was stabbed by a dagger, a magic dagger, by an evil voodoo priest, and he found that he became... Well, he doesn't become the villain. Eclipso emerges from his body every time there's an eclipse, which and happens pretty often. Yeah, eighteen times a year, and or is it every eighteen months? I can never a, remember. It's every
1: eighteen, oh, hell, I don't know. Does he have to be present for the eclipse?
0: Does it have That's to? That's what eclipse? I'm not clear on. Because yeah. clearly, in this issue, there's no mention of an eclipse, and yet Eclipso appears. Right, um, because of the, the other
1: two encounters that I can remember. The emergence of Eclipso was precipitated by an
0: actual eclipse. Right, and as I recall, they did. Bruce and his girlfriend Mona and her father. Traveled on purpose to the site of the eclipse so that they could have Eclipso emerge, and then they could destroy him with strong beam of light. Right, which didn't work out. Well, not destroy him. Incapacitate. Incapacitate
1: him. him so that he'll go back into his body. Right. What's his name again? Bruce. 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 Bruce, Um, Bruce. What's Bruce's last name? Gordon. Oh, wow. It's not alliterative at
0: all. No. Like Bruce Banner. No, 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 no. Bruce Bixley. Uh,
1: No relation to
0: Commissioner Gordon, however. No, Bruce Gordon. You readers demanded it, and all the dimensions of the unknown commanded it. The return match between Prince Rahman and Eclipso, the two titans of the occult, continue their knockdown, dragout, drag-out epic battle with the fate of the world at stake when time itself is challenged by the threat of... The
1: master of yesterday and tomorrow. Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: Great Isis, (laughs) Prince Rahman thinks on the splash page. Eclipso, he destroyed the lamp post hand. I directed at him from behind. You see, Prince Rahman can bring... Inanimate objects to life and change their atomic structure. Yeah. But how did he know? Let's find out. All right. God, the words. <laughs> there are a lot of <laughs> a words. A lot of words. On his huge suburban estate, Whitney Hargrave, rich playboy, whose hobby is the unknown, opens a secret safe and gazes at the circlet of Circe. As you may or may not recall, Rob, the last time we saw Prince Raman. Whitney Hargrave was having some kind of magic seance at his home and he brought forth Lord Leopard, who possessed Hargrave's body. Okay. And was only defeated by Jambo, his uh, native manservant. Okay. Who doesn't wear clothing in the house, just a loincloth. Just loin a loincloth. Loin well, or a, wrap, a, a little wraparound, sarong. Sarong, yes. yes. Um, anyway, Hargrave is. Uh, crowing about his acquisition of the Circlet of Circe, which is the prize of his occult collection, but it's useless to him without the Gorgas Ring, which alone makes its powers work. Uh-huh. Gorgas Ring, of course, has been lost for many years, but if only Whitney Hargrave had it, he'd use the Circlet's powers to make his friend, Prince Raman have some respect for him. You see, Hargrave is a humbug.
1: So it's really an ensemble.
0: Yeah, The circlet is to be worn
1: set. on the head mm-hmm. with the jewel in the middle, yes. and then the ring is to be worn on the hand, right. and the two together form some sort of secret special power. Yes, As Whatever. we
0: know, his hobby is the unknown. <laughs> I wonder if there is a uh, matching bracelet or anything. Ooh. Um, anyway, Prince Raman thinks Whitney Hargrave is a bumbling troublemaker because, because he, is. he accidentally unleashed Lord Leopard last Indeed. issue. In comes Jambo, uh, announcing that Dr. Saros is here to see Whitney, a dealer and trader in occult goods. What? This could be lucky. So Dr. Saros enters with the very Gorgas ring that Whitney's been hoping for. In a briefcase. In a briefcase. Uh, He pulls out the ring. Whitney, like an idiot, Goes to the hidden location of the circlet of Cersei and reveals its location. Pulls just it
1: out.
0: in time for Dr. Saros to reveal that he is actually a Clipso in disguise who punches out Whitney and steals the circlet. Wow. What an idiot. Um, Jambo is out in the hallway who has donned a ceremonial African mask for some reason. Luckily for him.
1: Yeah, I, thought, I thought perhaps he was trying to fashion himself as a statue in the hallway and then take... Um eclipseo, by surprise, perhaps.
0: Maybe. Yeah, and uh, maybe that's. I mean, we don't know. That might be his instructions from his employer to stand. Stand around in a ceremonial
1: hallway. mask and motionless in the hallway and mm-hmm. hold his beer. Yeah.
0: Just in case something like this happens.
1: Right. right. You never know because no. After all, his his um, employer's hobby is the unknown. Right. And yes. when you're dabbling
0: with the unknown, you have to be prepared for anything. anything. Uh, so Jambo raises his spear against Eclipso. Eclipso hoists up his tiny little black diamond, which Mm -hmm. is the source of his powers. Mm -hmm. If he holds the black diamond in front of his good eye, it fires a force beam. Mm -hmm. Uh, if he holds it in front of his bad eye, his eclipsed eye, it fires some kind of black light ray. Black matter sort of thing. Um, you As, don't want to be hit by either one of those. No. No. As we've discussed before, mm-hmm. we don't understand why Eclipso doesn't have this tiny little diamond, which he pulls from somewhere, his belt, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he could have it like on a some kind of contraption on his hand uh, so it doesn't or a necklace, get loose, yes. Or
1: something. I worry about him
0: dropping it, don't right. you? Yeah, because yeah. what if it's just some Yahoo on the street, like Whitney Hargrave picks it up? Well, what if he was wearing a pair of glasses,
1: right? Right. And he could just you know nod his head and it would, and it would flip over to the dark side or flip to the light side. Like you know? a visor, like Cyclops. Yes. From the competitive comic company. Very, yes, exactly. Yes. And he could just open one eye to shoot beams and close one eye to do the other one. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like yeah. But um, so I, I do worry, especially when I see him holding it precariously between his thumb and forefinger. Right. You know, this is it. This is, this is the way that he magnifies or, or channels
0: his power very very dark. I'm trying to imagine that working in real life and I, myself for instance. Okay. I'm pretty typical of the average American man. Mm-hmm. I can imagine just holding that up and it like spinning mm-hmm. so that you couldn't get a clear view through it or oh, sure. a fumble and drop it and then it'd be like whoa 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 situation. Oh what if it's dirty? What if it's dirty? What if it gets dirty from the oil from your fingers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So he's going to have to carry not only the diamond, but also glasses cleaner. A, 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 cl- a lens cloth? A lens cloth.
1: Oh, so much maintenance. There well, must be an easier way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, if you're committed to being a supervillain, you're committed. You've got to take the good with the bad. You're right. Anyway, so, Jambo, he, he knocks out Jambo. Jambo? Is it Jambo or Jambo? I'm going to call him Jambo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily That sounds very foreign, doesn't it? Jambo. The ceremonial native mask that Jambo is wearing mm-hmm. protects him from the full force of the blast, yeah. so he's not killed. Right. Uh, anyway, he rushes back into Hargrave who announces that they must summon Prince Raman and tell him what's happened. And, I, said,
1: and that I uh, slipped up again. Whoops- slipped he.
0: up. Oh uh, <laughs> di- 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 yeah. <sighs> so Swip the, the, the... up? that's a mild word.
1: Thank you. I was going to say the this is the, the the writer comments on this. The that's a mild word for the, what Hargrave has unleashed this time. Meanwhile, let's pick up someone else who's slipped up.
0: Uh, so Bruce Gordon, Mona, and Mona's father are tooling around the city in a sleek little coop at top speed because they. <laughs> Have no more than one tire on the road at any one time.
1: <laughs> Look at that uh, the panel at the bottom of page four. The bottom of there, There's no tire.
0: They are catching air. They are catching air. How fast would you have to go in a car like that to uh, actually not touch the ground?
1: Well, you can catch a little bit of air momentarily on one of our little country roads back here. If you go about 50 miles per hour mm-hmm. just by, down the road by that farm where the okay. road yep. goes like that, you can yep. catch a little air.
0: Okay, Yeah. well this is a perfectly flat, crowded city street, so <laughs> in those conditions, how fast do you suppose?
1: I don't know, he probably would have had to turn a corner and maybe hit the curb or something.
0: Uh, anyway, they're on the hunt for Eclipso, because he's escaped them at the lab. So they're trying to find him. And um, they do
1: hear. Is this what they hear on the on the radio? Yeah, on the radio, yes. radio. Condition red, condition red. So they are concerned because if and they said condition red, which means that they will they will fire upon him. Right. And there is some concern that if Eclipso is shot, that perhaps Bruce would die. Yes, exactly. Bruce might die as well
0: um, because they are linked. Yes. Luckily, he's got a strange sixth sense, which guides him directly to the location of Glypso. Mm-hmm. They corner him in the beam of the car headlights, mm-hmm. and they have some kind of magic button, much like the Mach 5 on Speed Racer. Yes, he calls it a rheostat. Yes, a rheostat which will juice the car lights to high intensity, providing enough photons to send him back into Bruce's body pronto. So a rheostat is an
1: electrical instrument used to control a current by varying the resistance. So, so basically, he's going, to, he's going to increase the current, and therefore increase the lights, and trap him, and force him back into his body. But as so he tries, high beams.
0: To, yes, indeed, high beams. But his plan goes awry. Yes, because Eclipso's ready for him. Mm-hmm. He uses his diamond to smash the headlights and vanishes into the shadows mm-hmm. with a creepy laugh. Next page. Next page. Meanwhile, Prince mm-hmm. Raman soaring over the city mm-hmm. on his belt buckle, which grows to giant size. Six-sided sun disc. Uh, this puts me in mind of Hoodoo the Magician on Lidsville, oh. who could throw his uh, compressed top hat into the air and it would return as a flying saucer. Giant oh. size. Enough to fit him and his henchmen inside. Oh my goodness. Remember that? Yes, I do. Bob. Yes.
1: When does Doctor Strange appear?
0: Uh, Later? Probably a little earlier than this. I'll say 63 or 64. Because we've not read any of
1: his stories.
0: Well, he's not a DC Comics character, so we wouldn't be. I apologize. I'm so sorry. That's quite all right. I'm sorry. Famously, recently appeared in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, But yes. I know there's so much to keep up with. As you know, you. I do
1: really like Doctor Strange.
0: I know. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read Doctor Strange?
1: Uh, I think I've read a couple of the comics. But...
0: You like Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I do. He's a great actor. Um, what was that dream I had about him? I had a dream where I was with some other celebrity. They were all shit-talking Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. Oh, who was it? It might have been like the Baldwin brothers, somebody. I don't remember. Just I remember sitting you told around me about trash it. talking. Yeah. How could anyone have anything against Benedict? And, and,
1: and it was that the, he had gotten in to the business by knowing someone. Yes,
0: he'd gotten his first acting job because his girlfriend's brother was directing the Shakespeare play. That and he you said, in.
1: okay, so maybe that's how he got his first acting job. But he's talented enough to have sustained his career since then.
0: When did there was I've, shit talking him. I don't think I stood up for him. Maybe
1: I said that to you in retaliation. Maybe you did. Well, in my, in my response when you were describing your dream to me. Mm-hmm. Because I believe he's a, truly a fantastic actor.
0: I want you marry him if you love him so much. <laughs> anyway, Rawman's writing a six-sided sun disc around the city mm. with Hargrave and Jombo. Um, looking for Eclipso, because mm-hmm. they have to get these two mystic items mm-hmm. back. They find Eclipso strolling... Casually down the street. Bold as brass. Um, This is where we recreate the cover scene where Prince Raman brings the lamppost to life in the form of a giant hand to snatch the circlet of Cersei from From Aclipsa's brow. Right, right. And he turns around and zaps it. Yes, as if he had some kind of premonition Mm -hmm. that it was coming. Mm -hmm. Um, Only now does Prince Raman student of the esoteric, remember that the power of these two items together gives someone the ability to predict the future and Mm -hmm. thus anticipate his moves. Mm -hmm. And now Eclipso has another surprise, another aspect of his power, as you will find out after you're attacked by fang and claw. (laughs) (laughs) And as if on cue... Around the corner zooms a truck with two
1: caged lions, and and the the truck is zooming and is loses control. Note: I didn't notice last time I read through this that Prince Rahman escapes over the sign at the drugstore.
0: Oh, no, that's Eclipse. escaping.
1: Did I say Prince Rahman? I meant
0: I meant. Yep. Yeah. yeah um, yes, it's the big top circus. Circus come to town. Circuses famously enter town in the dead of night <laughs> via truck. <laughs> My mother um, can remember as a child, Mm -hmm. first of all, my mother hated circuses with the the intensity of a white hot sun, also zoos or anything that smelled. And wouldn't your grandfather
1: take her often to them? Yes, my grandfather
0: would take, this this was the days when the circus would arrive on the railroad and Uh they would stop at the bottom of the hill where my mother and her parents lived. And her father would force them to go down the hill and watch all the circus animals unload from the train. Mm. They had, like, their winter grounds down there by the train tracks or something. Summer grounds. Something. It sounds very exciting to me. I would love to have seen it once or twice. I mean, aside from the animal welfare issues. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah,
1: how much times have changed. I mean, I think it's a good thing, obviously. Yeah, It's a good thing. But, um... Yeah, we, we, I, you know, of course, I grew up in Florida. Yes. And Sarasota, Florida, on the west coast of Florida, it was the winter grounds uh, of the uh, Ringling Brothers Barnum & Bailey Circus. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: do you have any exciting circus stories to tell? Well, of course, I saw the circus as a child, um, and I, was, I always liked the trapeze artists. Sure. So, yeah, but I, I didn't like the animals. No, I didn't like them at all. I always thought it was sad. It is. Yeah, yeah, but let's not, let's not dwell on that anymore.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, the truck crashes, the lions escape, and attack Prince Roman. As
1: lions ought to do. Now, Prince Raman, of course, quickly springs into action and does what, Bob?
0: Well, he takes two stone columns and turns them into rolling balls, correctly deducing that the lions are so well-trained... That they will hop atop the balls and balance. Because they don't know. In a know comical them. circus act.
1: Yes, they've taken a moment where they're about to, to leap at their throats and attack them and turn them into trained pets.
0: That happens so often with our pets. <laughs> they're coming after us for some food or something, and then all of a sudden we just throw, throw a ball at the floor yeah, and so yeah, they, they just change direction. No, uh, actually, we're kidding. All animals are food focused. So yes. these people would be dead if this was the real world. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. So um, <laughs> the good news is that right around the uh, corner come trainers and they capture the lions in nets.
0: Yes. The bad news is that these lions are their ghosts. Ghosts! Because it turns out those two lions died last week, the circus yeah. man announces. Yeah. That's weird. Um, speaking of animal welfare. Right. Uh, So what does this mean, Raw Man? Well, if my hunch is correct, Hargrave, it means the circlet and ring have given Eclipso much more than just the power to predict the future. Stand by. I'm enlarging my six-sided sun desk to flying size. Now, if you're like me... Yes. At this point in the story... You assumed that Eclipso's new power was to bring creatures from the past into the present. That's what I thought. But yes, because the, the lions were dead. Yes. And now here they are. Now here they are. Uh, unfortunately, we're reading a story written by Bob Haney, so the truth is much more convoluted. Right, than right. That. It doesn't always make sense. So they head off to police headquarters where the savvy police chief doesn't see the harm in Eclipso predicting the future. But I'll broadcast an alarmed all citizens anyway, if mm-hmm. you say he's a raw man. Mm-hmm. Um, he won't reveal what Eclipso's new power is yet, mm-hmm. because he wants the reader to think it's something simple, like bringing things out of the past. Meanwhile, Eclipso takes over all broadcast in the whole city. He must have a lexophone. Of course, they have citywide lexophones Mm -hmm. in this era. Uh, Eclipso announces that he hereby orders authorities or uh, uh, warns authorities that there will be an attack of pterodactyls in the city at exactly 10 a.m. tomorrow. Unless certain conditions are met by 9 o'clock, those conditions are all scientists to work under Eclipso's direction, all governmental agencies under his command, no interference from the army or police, all money and wealth to be at Eclipso's disposal, but normal activities of the public to continue, pending further commands from
1: him. Normal activities like sitting in the park with your girlfriend and watching television.
0: Yes. Was
1: that a thing people did? I know that people would sometimes bring. Uh, they had battery operated televisions because uh-huh. I saw them in the store. We never uh-huh. owned one, but so one might do a sort of a, a tailgating party, perhaps, right, right. and have a battery operated television with antenna, and they might do a tailgating party and watch a game. Sure, but would one take their girlfriend out in the park with a television and watch television?
0: Well, um, at I've, night, I've never sat close to a girl. And I've never had a battery-operated television, so... So let's I just talk. Would you and I... Yes. ...ever go outside and have, like, a picnic or something
1: and bring a television with us? Or even watch a program on a computer?
0: No. No. What we
1: would probably... At most, we might listen to some
0: music. I mean, I wouldn't put it past us to, like, watch a YouTube video on our phones. What we wouldn't but we wouldn't be would watching not, television. N- no, because... Especially in the day when there were only three channels channels, and you would not have a DVR or anything. You'd be watching live broadcast television. Right. right. So you would sort of structure your day.
1: You know what I was thinking about the other day, Mom? What? I was thinking about Christmas programs. Uh-huh. Because, you know, this is what, January 3rd today. Right. Um, and I was thinking about how we used to get Reader's Digest. And they would have, uh, you always knew the Christmas season was coming up because of the cover art, you know. And mm-hmm. they'd have the the peanuts on them, you know, Charlie Brown and peanuts and Christmas special. And I just remember getting a, a, a pencil or a pen or something and putting circles around things that, that I wanted to watch. And just just the anticipation. Just think about this for a second. Like, yes. We don't even have that activity anymore. We don't have a, a program that we sit down with quietly, right? Or maybe you already had the television on. And just sort of look through it and go through the whole week and then circle the programs that you would watch. You know? On your on your show, we don't do that anymore. We just... You, you and I sit down and we say, well, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Pretty much the whole world's at our fingertips. What do you mm-hmm. want to watch? Science fiction? Action? Romance? Old movie? New movie? What do you want to watch? It's, it's just so... It's so different now. I know I'm stating the obvious. Just grant me that license. But, Certainly. But it's just... That soul, whole... Uh, the, the activity of planning out what you're going to watch and anticipating, you, know, you couldn't miss it, right? But this is before right. VCRs. Right. We didn't have cable. No. You couldn't miss it. You had to watch it, mm-hmm. you know?
0: I will correct one thing. What? It wasn't Reader's Digest. It was did I say guide. Reader's Digest? You did. I, Oh, my goodness. TV Guide. Reader's Digest, of course, where we would go to read dramas in real life and... America's Best Jokes. Yes, well, Reader's Digest was great because it would take um, the
1: latest books or or, or stories and sort of condense Mm -hmm. them down, right? And then there was always the great little uh, jokes and uh, and stories in the end. um, I don't remember what what it was called.
0: Humor is the best medicine.
1: (laughs) Uh, Laughter is the best medicine. Yeah, okay.
0: Anyway, thank you for indulging me on that. Certainly. I do miss that, though. I just want to say that. Uh, So Prince Rahman has gone off to see the governor. Of the state. You and the government. Uh, And Eclipso's powers (laughs) seem to be in full effect because the governor is wearing a suit from the 1850s. (laughs) Morning coat with a string bolo tie. And then there's like some sort of army commander
1: wearing something from... He's obviously gotten from Cuban surplus. Right. Right? um and also green fatigues a
0: painting of prince philip of spain <laughs> i believe this is an old city <laughs> well that's why i think time is all mixed up yes because of eclipso no it's not that simple no um so the, like you said, bob haney's taken a bunch of tropes
1: and sort of thrown yeah. them into one comic you know
0: well in fairness he didn't draw it it's oh he, he wrote the story oh okay uh but he might have directed the artist to just make your art as gobbledygook as my script is. <laughs> uh, anyway, Prince Rahman urges the governor to hold off on military action because Prince Rahman's going to take care of it. But the governor says, Nope, I'm going to alert the army and they're going to destroy Eclipso if he shows his face. So Prince Raman's on the clock now. And yes,
1: he's committed. He doesn't know what's going to happen.
0: Well, but, and he knows that he's got to uh, defeat Eclipso without killing him.
1: Right. Um, I wish I had written down the name of these guys. Uh, who's the not? Whitney. Arthur, Whitney who, the, the kid, the kid who screwed up. Who's uh, hobby is?
0: Whitney Hargrave. Oh,
1: Whitney Hargrave. Hargrave. That's it. Um, Hargrave. Um, of course, he's saying he's saying down in the bottom right pan, uh, panel of page eleven. What a blundering fool I was. This whole thing's my fault. Yeah, well, you said that several times. We've accepted that. Okay. <laughs> I mean I appreciate your 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 self-effacing right, right, right. comments but uh, it's a little late for that.
0: So right uh, it's
1: too way too late way too late for that. Now this sort of power that that Eclipso has is a little convoluted.
0: Well yes we haven't found that out yet exactly. It'll be
1: explained on page 12. It
0: is a little bit convoluted. So night takes away the dawn breaks grimly over a frightened city full of tanks in the streets but not enough tanks to prevent Bruce Gordon tooling around in his little sports coupe. Right. Uh, Quick as
1: you please And Prince Ram ends up there in the skies
0: Yes um, He's flying uh, Near the Kronos Clocks factory Which has a sign outside that says Don't be eclipsed By, by uh, Lost
1: time L- Use Kronos it. Clocks
0: um, Who could have guessed That Eclipso's secret hideout Is behind the letter E In the word eclipsed But that's exactly where it is
1: yeah, he's not even inside the building. He's just behind the letter E.
0: Now, here's where we get to the gist of Eclipso's new power. Okay. With the circlet of Circe and the Gorgas Ring, he projects the future as it will look one hour from now. Right, so
1: he doesn't. He cannot control that. Right. He simply looks ahead.
0: So and, that's, what the circlet, this, that's what the, he circ, the circlet
1: of Circe does. Here's the thing that he can control.
0: With the ring, yes. he superimposes upon that same scene a new element from his own brain.
1: Right. So I thought when he was going to bring pterodactyls, Re- yeah, I thought he could look forward and then bring from the past. Right. But he's chosen. He could have chosen anything in the world to threaten the people in the city with. Right. He chose pterodactyls.
0: Right. Yeah. Is that a red herring? Well. I just think it would be much more a logical power set with these two items of jewelry if one could project the future and the other could draw things from the past yes. into that future. Wouldn't that be interesting?
1: Wouldn't that be an interesting power to
0: have? I'll say... Project the future well, from the past. Well, if it was attractive jewelry. I mean, I'm not going to wear those two things around they if are they're pretty gaudy, becoming to me. Right.
1: I, could I might out. fashion the circle, the, the jewel and the circle into some sort of a... Necklace uh-huh. And the ring into a wristband. Sure. Yes.
0: I mean, I can carry off gaudy because oh. of my coloring. <laughs> but you're, you're an autumn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um,
1: I wonder if any of our listeners are going to have any idea what that means.
0: Sure. Everybody knows that when you season your coloring. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The pterodactyls arrive as predicted. Mm-hmm. And the populace and the soldiers scatter, realizing that Eclipso wasn't bluffing. No. And neither are we, Reader, about the thrills, chills, and the tension in part two, which continues on the second page following. And here we are.
1: Pterodactyls. Now, I have a problem with the pterodactyls not being affected by bullets.
0: Yeah. They're
1: I mean, just leathery birds.
0: Well, I
1: mean, leather's pretty tough. To hide in tanned leather is tough, but if you walk up to a cow and shoot it, it's going to be killed.
0: I have a problem with uh, the population of the city having at least 12 hours warning that they were going to be attacked by pterodactyls, and yet here they all are on their way to work. Suits and ties. Maybe they've never actually had anything like this happen to them before. Come on, they live in the city with Prince Rahman. Of
1: course they have. (laughs) Uh, so, with the dazzling powers of the Circle of Circe and the Gorgas Ring, the arch arch evil Eclipso had arch, yeah, arch evil Eclipso has done the unique, incredible, and fantastic. Not only has the demon of darkness predicted the immediate future, he has also booby trapped it by creating a swarm of giant, vicious pterodactyls out of the most out of the past to attack a great city of today.
0: Um. Meanwhile, Prince Raman is soaring above the city uh, with Jambo. 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 And Whitney Hargrave. mm mm-hmm. uh, Jambo launches his spear at one of the pterodactyls, which, of course, has little effect since bullets can't pierce its hide.
1: Yeah. I
0: don't imagine a spear is going to either. Uh, I think I, I just have to accept that that's how it is in this universe. Luckily, Prince Raman spies uh, the statue of Diana, Mm -hmm. Roman goddess of the hunt, Mm -hmm. uh, and brings it to life, and she shoots an arrow, presumably made of granite. At the pterodactyl. At the pterodactyl, who has snatched one of the passersby from the street. Mm -hmm. Uh, Luckily said passerby is holding an umbrella because when he plummets to his death Prince Raman brings the umbrella to life and turns it into a parachute and he floats safely to the ground.
1: I'm assuming he helps the man in some way. There's A normal umbrella could not save anyone.
0: Oh, well, I... From falling
1: from great height like that.
0: I just imagine that he somehow turned the umbrella into parachute material or something. Yeah.
1: Somehow helped it. So then now as the man from the dimension of Ra draws on his control over matter once more... He pulls a grill from the front of a store. Right. Uh, The storekeeper must have, um, have put it up to save his store. Sure. And manipulates it into the sky and creates a fence, if you will, in the sky around the pterodactyls. Very clever.
0: Yeah. But useless because pterodactyls just chew it to bits. Yeah. These are... Very strong pterodactyls. Very strong pterodactyls.
1: They can't be affected by bullets and they can chew through metal.
0: Um, ha huh, ha, huh. Eclipso laughs, watching from a nearby rooftop. Raw man, Prince of Puny Powers. <laughs> nice one, Eclipso. Uh, so, Prince Raw man. <laughs> So, not only has the populace been warned that the pterodactyls would be attacking the city, mm-hmm. and the pterodactyls have begun their attack, yes, nevertheless, the The valiant balloon merchant, (laughs) (laughs) right down on the street. I wonder how his business was this morning (laughs) on the day of the pterodactyl attack. Not only is he uh, a balloon merchant, which is a niche market Mm -hmm. on a busy downtown street, but he he, could be a street musician, magician as well, or street entertainer. He a busker.
1: That's what they call them. Buskers.
0: but he only sells balloons that are shaped like fish.
1: Today, let's give him let's give him credit. Probably today.
0: What like, like like theme days for balloon sellers? On Monday know. I only sell balloons that look like fish. On Tuesday come back cuz then I'll have dog balloons. <laughs> that could be. No, but those would be like the balloons that you twist into the shape of a dog. These are actually oh, balloons yeah. that are fashioned there could be nothing else but fish.
1: Well, it's highly improbable that this actually happened, but, you know, Is again. It?
0: Is it, though? Is... <laughs> so what does Raman do, Bob? Well, he takes control of the balloons and jo- grows them to giant size into the air. The man can no longer hold on to them. Now, listen, I'll say one thing about Raman. He knows animal behavior. <laughs> because when those pterodactyls see giant fish floating through the air, they revert to their animal nature and go after them. And try to eat them.
1: Do you, I just love the panel with the giant words, wham, <laughs> blam, chomp, chomp, wham, blam, chomp. That's great.
0: Uh, they're helpless against their instincts. They bite down on the balloons, which apparently were filled with hydrogen gas. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, he does say hydrogen.
1: Yeah. Maybe he altered the um, gas inside.
0: I, mm, Okay. But they all fall
1: to their doom. We don't know if they die, but they they fall from the sky. I'm presuming because he
0: says the hydrogen gas in the balloons exploded from the terrific friction of those bony jaws biting into them. Amazing. You're a genius, raw man. Nope. Just a man who's been entrusted with occult powers. A sacred trust, I might add. If you ever master such powers, Hargrave, (laughs) she will find out.
1: (laughs) Nice. I doubt it. I doubt that he will.
0: Oh, yeah, look, Raw Man destroyed my pterodactyls with those balloons. So oh they my are God, he killed dead. Them. Wow. Um, so here comes
1: Eclipso. I don't understand this next thing. What? I mean, I understand this is the final conflict that we're yes. about to go into. Yes. but <sighs> Robot powered by solar batteries. Yes. Oh, go uh, ahead. Eclipso yeah. has gone to the Hall of Science. Yeah, and so he. Somehow unleashes the robot on the city, and it gets out of hand. I don't understand. I mean, I have to accept that that's what happens, but I don't understand what his plan was.
0: Well, he replaced the solar batteries yes. with a solar generator. He wants to create which, a. not med- those the same? Wouldn't that just be kind of the same thing? Well, I'm okay. So, so if
1: if if the the battery excuse me, if the robot has solar-powered batteries, it would assume that there's a collector on the roof of the museum, therefore collecting solar rays and, and transforming them into energy or, or, or converting the energy in some way and, and charging the batteries of the robot. He is now making the robot powered by a generator and therefore able to have complete access to all the sun's energy. Which, I mean, if he was a good person, like if he was really beneficial to the... To, if he wanted to, to do something for the benefit of the community, he could create this powerful thing to power the city.
0: Yeah. But no. Well, he's not. No. He's uh, a villain. Yes. Okay, going on. So as the robot marches out the door and through the city, it absorbs solar energy and actually increases its size. So it
1: grows and it releases it in the form of... Solar flames through yes. its mouth. Yes, so it's growing to giant size, trampling through the city and setting things on
0: fire. Yeah. So, did he really mean for it to be to, to be that destructive? Well, I don't think so, as mm-hmm. we will see mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. So here comes. I
1: asked a leading question, didn't I?
0: You sure did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the robot, giant robot, marching down the street, releasing solar flares. Bruce, Mona, and her father are trapped in the crowd running from the threat Would uh, you be running from a giant robot
1: that was shooting fire from its brain from from its mouth and also growing substantially or would you sort of try to take cover and just kind of watch and see what happens
0: Yeah, I'd pull like a Gwyneth Paltrow in Sky Captain and kind of duck in the alleyway so I could see it. Take notes. I think I'd want to take notes. Just, just observe. How cool is that? By the way, I think you and I are the only people on Earth that enjoyed Sky Captain in the World Tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. It was
1: very stylized.
0: Yes. It was certainly. It was so stylized. I can see why people didn't like it. Well, Well, we we enjoyed it, but people can flake off. Anyway, the governor's back in his 1850s morning coat, (laughs) watching the whole thing play out on television.
1: And now his army general, whatever, has a mustache and a cap.
0: Well, it could be a different general. Yeah, it's a different one. Uh, So the army goes against the robot. Of course, it's no good. They fire missiles through its chest. And And somehow the missile, the the holes close up. Yeah, but just heals itself. Self-healing, giant growing robot. Powered by the sun.
1: This is an amazing piece of technology.
0: I'll say. Right? Yes. I mean, if,
1: if, he, if they can just... Eclipso has the ability to do something extraordinary.
0: Pure. Um, Prince Rahman mm-hmm. from his six-sided sun disk, tries to use his telekinesis to raise the robot into the air. Mm-hmm. What he's going to do after that, I don't know. But it's too heavy for his powers. The right. robot crashes back to the ground, continues growing... Prince Raman now Mm -hmm. telekinetically pulls the letters off of a billboard Mm -hmm. and spells something into the sky. And he spells a message into the sky, robot out of control, all in danger. It's a good thing that Eclipso
1: was on the correct side of that because I don't know that Eclipso could be able to read backwards.
0: Um, that's, that's a,
1: that, 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 that phrase is just floating in the air, and of course, right. it's one it's it's one dimensional, right? So,
0: well, we don't know. It may, maybe it's rotating, so, oh, that so that, all, all of the could city, read.
1: Yeah. I see, okay.
0: But also, Eclipsos pretty savvy. I think he can read backwards. Okay. Um, maybe he's like Mister Mixelplick. If he reads backwards... That's not how you say his last name. I know, it's S. Pitlick, but for the sake of our listener who only watches Super Friends, I have to say Mixoplick.
1: I just had... I wanted to hear you say it because I know that you can do it correctly.
0: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eclipso sees that Rawman has created this message for him, and he immediately senses its meaning. He gets it. So, Eclipso shows himself, meets Prince Rawman on the rooftop, and agrees to work with him... To stop the robot. What? Yeah. I can't believe it. It's a team-up. Mona says, he can't believe it. They've mm-hmm. joined forces. Bruce Gordon thinks he knows why. Mm-hmm. And I think I do, too. Mm-hmm. So, as we mentioned before, if Eclipso dies, Bruce Gordon dies. That's correct. Similarly, if Bruce Gordon dies, like is stomped to death by a giant robot, Eclipso, Eclipso dies. dies. So Eclipso agrees to use his black diamond to help Prince Rahman destroy the robot. The robot knocks the six-sided sun disk out of the sky, threatening to step on Eclipso and Prince Rahman. Mm -hmm. Eclipso projects an image of the future, and then... (laughs) The future, he projects, is the robot destroying the city. And then he superimposes his new element... Onto the scene, which is a meteor. Now that meteor is pretty big. It's uh, big enough. That's an extinction level meteor. That is a building
1: sized meteor. Now, yeah. I wouldn't consider myself an expert on meteorological destruction. However, I have seen two movies over the holiday. Yeah. Uh, well, one movie and one one show. Yeah. Uh, what was that awful extinction? Greenland, Greenland, that we saw, um,
0: it wasn't awful, just unnerving,
1: unnerving, very, very, yeah, yeah. And then um, we also watched season three of The Expanse. Yes, don't episode. give anything
0: away if people haven't seen it,
1: but okay. there is a meteor. S- yeah, there's a meteor. So, so we're looking at this and going, "Oh, I was like, this is this actually would cause a lot more destruction."
0: Yeah. But luckily, uh, the meteor, in this case, doesn't plummet straight down into the Earth, but kind of does swing into the side of the robot and just knocks it over. Right. And then does not cause a crater or anything. Well, to be fair, prince I'm oh, sorry, Eclipto yeah. created this. Well, that's true. Yeah. So uh, the robot starts to shrink because the meteor has tentacles that come out of it and absorbs the solar energy. Yeah. That's lucky. Also, uh, the meteor explodes next minute, which right. uh, releases all of the solar energy absorbed from the robot and forces Eclipso back into, into the body of Bruce, Bruce Gordon. Bruce Gordon's body. Ha ha. Mm.
1: Do you think Bruce Gordon is tormented by Eclipso when he's in his body? Do you think he's he has to deal with some form of bipolar disorder or, or per, split
0: personality? I don't know. There was an Eclipso series in the 90s, which Mm -hmm. uh, sort of changed Eclipso's origin so that he was now the god of vengeance. Oh. But I didn't really read it very carefully. I don't know. I know that Bruce Gordon had a whole team of people who were dedicated to eradicating Eclipso. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, Also, prior to that series, Eclipso gained the power to possess... Other people, so he possessed a bunch of superheroes and eclipsed them and turned them evil. Wow. Yeah. And, ha, <laughs> I just remembered this. What? So, there, a bunch of comics li- linked into this event and they came with a little black diamond stuck on the cover, which you could peel off and make your own evil with. <laughs> Are you kidding. No. Oh my God. It wasn't a real diamond. Oh, of course not. Rob, yeah. no. um, Plastic gem.
1: Yes. Gosh, those were the days. So let's wrap up the story here.
0: Okay, thanks mm-hmm. to none other than Eclipso himself, Eclipso's back and the robot's gone. have won! Yay! Uh, here comes Whitney Hargraves and Jumbo mm-hmm. to congratulate Prince Rawman. And here's the circlet of Cersei and Gorgas Ring. Eclipso must have dropped them when he fled. He says, uh, no, you keep them, Rawman.
1: Yeah, they're too that's dangerous. That's big story. of you,
0: Whitney. Yeah, their powers are too dangerous for an amateur like me to be trusted with.
1: Well, in fairness, Whitney was um, Hargrave is is the reason he's the person to blame for all of this, right?
0: Yeah. Um, so all's well that ends well. The mm-hmm. back of Bruce Gordon's body. Prince Rawman has the magic items, and Whitney Hargrave has realized his own shortcomings. Yes, you know who we didn't see this issue. Who Ilsa Prince Raman's girlfriend? Oh, I don't remember her. She's yep. very forgettable. She has not done. She's no Mona. I'll funny give her that. I, I, no, I remember um, two issues of
1: Eclipseo that we've read. Yes, we might have read more, um, but I remember where we were when, when we read our first one, which where? was in the in Sharpsburg at our other house.
0: True. Yes, I believe that was. Our first episode where we read a team-up between Batman and Eclipso, Uh, Brave and Bold.
1: Okay, so I do not remember us reading an issue of Prince Ramen, ever.
0: Oh, no, we did last... I'm not doubting that we did, I just don't remember it. Well, it was Whitney Hargrave who turned into Lord Leopard. And you did a very fetching voice for Lord Leopard. We
1: actually acted it out?
0: It wasn't... Yes! Yes, we did! We did? Yes! oh, my
1: goodness, I'm going to have to go back and find that one. Sure.
0: Yeah. Check the archives. Okay. Um, it's out like this for Lloyd Leppard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are we going to be doing a, dr- a dramatic reenactment soon? Yes,
0: yes. We've got some love stories coming up. Oh, we always like good. to dramatize those. Good. Um, in the next shivering issue of House of Secrets, Prince Raman faces a new menace from the unknown, and Eclipso returns in another spectacular evil role, but not spectacular enough to prevent the cancellation of House of Secrets, which happens after mm. the next issue, which we will get to because it's checkerboarded. Will you be sad about to see it go? Um, No, because okay. I don't like either one of these characters. Okay. I mean, Eclipso's Okay. Prince Raman, I don't understand where he gets his powers or what happened to Mark Merlin, who was the magician that preceded Prince Raman, and then was engaged to Ilsa, and then I guess he died, or he came back to life, or he's in this other dimension or something. I don't know. And what about Mimikata the cat? <laughs> wow. I don't know. You don't remember that? No. Uh, in the Lord Leopard story, mm-hmm. Prince Raman projected his mind into Mimikata, his pet cat. Okay. Who he found in a tomb somewhere. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's how he defeated Lord Leopard, oh. who's using the body of Memkata. Good God, I don't remember any of this. Well, you've drunk so much between then and now, ah. so it's understandable. <laughs> I,
1: I, I, remember, I remember a lot of things. I have a pretty good memory for these things, but I, um, I Actually, I have to say, I, I do like uh, Prince Ramen. Uh, I'd like to go back and find out what we the, the issue that we did. Uh, together, and um, I, I, I think he's an interesting character. I'd like to see more of his powers, and I'd like to see them stretched farther. You've seen all of his powers. That's about it. He flies Tell around on a six-sided He around, and he Disc. can
0: bring things to life. Wow, well, great. Um, yeah. Anything else to add?
1: Not Today, I do wish it would stop raining, but it doesn't look like it will. It's
0: not going Ugh, to. Yucky. You can find us on social media at Google Chuck Pod. You can find Dr. Husband on his own podcast called Liberally Speaking, available wherever you get your free pod podcast podcasts. downloads from. Sorry, pod Sorry. Podloads. Podload. Podload. I should start that site called Podload where you could just download only the podcasts that you want. <laughs> Wouldn't that be unique? <laughs> <laughs> I think you put something into that cafe mocha. I did
1: not. I promise you.
0: Um, you can find us everywhere that you get your podcast downloads from, and you can rate and review us if mm. you're so inclined, and you can join us right back here next week. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Merry Christmas! To stay Still well, Christmas until January sixth. Yes, and uh, see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. It's time to give a love a chance.